Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. It feels like we ain't been here in a very, very long time. I hope everybody enjoyed that holiday season. I did. I know I did. I did. A lot of family. My Christmas was a little ruined, though. I'm sure we'll talk about it. I thought Pat you meant uh, something else. Nah. Yeah, Pat Bev did come in clutch, bro. It just feel weird being here because it was like 70 degrees. Yeah, no, facts. facts. <laughs> I was out there with no coat on, just some long, a long sleeve. I'm yeah. like, man, are we really in springtime and already? It was literally just snowing on Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So Makes no sense. And still, to this day, it was no, it's no snow in Chicago as yeah. of right now. And then none for the foreseeable future either. It's like bittersweet because, I mean, there are some reasons why we probably ain't getting snow. But then we also... Doing decent, you know. I ain't yeah, got. I, I ain't got to do Brush the snow off the car. Frost in the window. Facts. Whenever it's like this, I get worried because I mean it's gonna come. Yeah, you like think it's like saving up All Star Weekend. Yeah, gonna, we gonna have to deal that. with the snow. Yeah. yeah. So you know, All Star Weekend. That's a lot of hustle and bustle. You ain't necessarily. Yeah. And you downtown. Downtown. Yep. Outside. Tourists here and there that don't know how to drive in the snow. So. Oh, it's gonna be a lot of tourists here for like yeah, the first man. time. Yeah, man. Uh, let's talk about Christmas though. So I guess we can start off with the biggest game, the one that actually had some. Why do Lakers fans care so much about regular season games? The smart ones don't though. That's the thing. You think so? Like, I don't know. It, to me, I, I always try to look at these games and I try to take do my takeaways, what we can improve on, mm-hmm. what what we did well, and everything like that. But I know the playoffs is so different. Yeah. Like the Bulls, they used to they used to beat LeBron Don't in the regular shit. season. Don't talk shit. They used to beat LeBron <laughs> in the regular season, but when it came to playoff time, Bro, we, we know who went home early. This morning, I swear to God, I was watching the 2011 um, Easter Conference Finals, Derrick Rose and them versus Miami. In game one, we like destroyed the Heat, and then they swept us the rest of the series. But the regular season series, we beat them 3-0. to zero. Mm-hmm. It's this type of stuff that happens. But the reason I ask that is because Patrick Beverly made that big old play, like you mentioned earlier, that ruins your Christmas. So I tweeted a gif of Patrick Beverly because like Patrick Beverly is one of my dudes. A, he's from mm-hmm. Chicago. A, he's gritty. And I, I don't believe completely about the Russell Westbrook. He be fooling y'all thing. I actually think that he does have – a good impact as you can see yeah. on that play. So I tweeted it, and then so many Lakers fans were so mad. Like people think they're saying Bulls fan is an insult. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't talk basketball because my team is trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I'm, and I kept just replying to people like, bro, it is a regular season game. I understand you lost to the Clippers twice this season, but it still is a regular season game that at the end of the day doesn't matter because it you're really still don't. the number one seed. You know what I'm saying? Like you could again, you could take your takeaways from this, like, oh man, Kawhi is so good, and I don't know if the Lakers have anything to stop him, but you don't look at the final score and be down about right. it. It's not like we got blown out by 40 and it was like we were literally there the whole game. We blew the game. That was a bad loss to me. Yeah. We blew the game. And you can obviously tell that LeBron looked hurt. Like he wasn't looking as explosive. He wasn't really attacking the rim. Yeah, like, who was the suspect? Pat Bell. I think it's a I think it's an insecurity. Um which is understandable mm-hmm. because on paper the Clippers are a juggernaut. But I mean you look at from the Lakers standpoint, LeBron gives you twenty three. Mm-hmm. 10 and 9, almost a triple double. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis doesn't give his best game, but it wasn't terrible. He still had a pretty good game. Yeah, pretty yeah. solid. 24 points, six rebounds is questionable. Mm-hmm. He could rebound better, especially, you know, when you talk about Zubak and guys like that. Uh, JaVale McGee as well. Yeah. I mean, defensively, I think we did pretty well in protecting the rim. Uh, but yeah, five, seven blocks between them. 
And then, you know, you get a 25-point performance from Kyle Kuzma, mm-hmm. uh, which is what? Is that his season high? It has mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. <laughs> he really hasn't even played he's that like, much. So you ass. get your season high from Kuzma, near triple-double from LeBron. Anthony Davis gives you 24-6, and him and uh, McGee give you seven blocks combined. And then that's still not enough. Kawhi mm-hmm. gives you 35 Paul George struggles, shoots 5 for 18 with 25% from the field and 16% from three. And Lou Williams uh, only gives you six points, and you still lose. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Laker fans are worried Mm -hmm. because from what it looked like, I mean, even even at this team's worst moments, they can't beat them. They didn't have Paul George the first game. The second game, they damn near didn't have him. He was not really existent as far as the offensive wise go. Um and yeah, I mean Montrez Harold gave you eighteen and that was about it. Zubac gave you eleven, but Kawhi really just finished y'all off and and ended it for y'all. So I just think a lot of Laker fans are insecure with the fact that they know that there's a team out west mm-hmm. that has their number. At this has point. their number even on their work. Like we haven't seen the Clippers play their best basketball against the Lakers because now you have a potential situation where. Paul George is going to deliver and give you 30. Kawhi can give you 30. Lou Will can give you 24 off the bench. And now what is that? If you can't beat the Clippers when Paul George shoots 27% from the field, 16% from three, how the hell are you going to ever beat him when he's shooting 44% and then 37% from three with 33 points? I think it just goes both ways. Our our best players got to play better too. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be this, it's gonna they both gonna elevate each other. I mean, LeBron day. wasn't very good that night either. I know. Yeah. And, and again, Derek mentioned about the injury and stuff. The one thing about him is that when he's not feeling one hundred percent, he settles for a lot of three point shots. He does, which is why he, he shows. And I, really to be honest, that whole two for two, two for the 12. last possession itself, I felt real nervous about because you got LeBron James trying to create a shot against Patrick Beverly, who who doesn't have a size for it. But he's going to be yeah. on LeBron the mm-hmm. whole time. Like He's going to be hard. And he was playing him for the three. He wasn't worried yeah, about the layoffs. Not, yeah, we were down three, and we needed three. So it's like, I don't know. I agree with that too, Mike. In a situation like that, you don't want to see anybody trying to create. You actually want to see a play that yeah. was created. We had time. They ran the clock down. They ran so, the clock down. Um, also in that game, the Clippers were not guarding Avery Bradley in the corner at all. They were literally leaving him open. I would see why. He shot 20% from the field. <laughs> yeah. 0% from three. So... <laughs> Um, At the end of the day, I just think that the Clippers just have such a more complete team. And I know the record says something different because I actually got low management. You got Paul George with so many games early in the season. But when the playoffs come around, the Clippers is just going to be such a dangerous team because Kawhi may be having a struggling night, which doesn't happen too often. And Paul George step up. Oh, maybe both of them are struggling. Oh, shit. We still got Lou Will on the bench and Montrez Harrell. Like the Lakers don't have that. If LeBron is having a bad game, they're probably going to lose unless Anthony Davis goes for 50. Yeah, that's like, why I was so like with the point that he needs to like sit right now because that groin injury is a is a nagging injury. I'm he okay can really come that. out and hurt himself. I was thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm very okay with LeBron taking a lot more time off early in the season than we expected. Just because, I mean, for one, our record is the best in the West. Yeah, and also I think we, this team is very still competitive. Yeah. <laughs> And you don't want to have a repeat of last year where he get hurt and he missed a few months, yes. and now yes. you got to play catch up yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. That's the worst thing that can happen to them from that standpoint too, because they're on a four game mm-hmm. losing streak and it's still the best in the West. Yeah, like yeah. I said, so they have 
you know, the luxury to have some wiggle room. Mm-hmm. And even with so, the second team is the Nuggets. So it isn't like, you know, yeah. the and Clippers I, yeah, or anybody. And with LeBron out, you give more opportunity to these players to just get a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but also he creates so many shots for all of them. Who's going to be creating shots? Rondo? Rondo, yeah. yeah. And it, it's not even just that he creates all the shots for them, but they just need to have the confidence themselves that if so it's not, not yeah. LeBron, yeah. then I can also make that play. Mm-hmm. So They need to have that confidence. There's a stretch coming up. So they go against the Trailblazers, then mm-hmm. the Mavericks. And after that, they got the Suns, the Pelicans, and the Pistons, and the Knicks. LeBron could probably sit a few of those games, and mm-hmm. that team is still Do good enough to Knicks win. in New York? Because he probably won't sit that game. Because yes, he loves no, the no, it's, it's in L.A. So he should sit that one. Because if it's in New York, he's not he going to sit that He definitely loves the Garden. He loves the um, Garden. But on the bright side for Laker fans, even you know, because I know a lot of, like I said, a lot of them are probably just insecure. They don't want to, you know, whatever. Look at this from a, I would look at it from a positive standpoint. You're still the best in the West, like Mike just said. You still, at the end of the day, have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your roster. And I feel like when you have those two players or the caliber of those two players, you still, you have anything is possible on a winning side. Like anything is possible. And if you come to me with a roster with LeBron and Anthony Davis, anything is possible when it comes to, you can right. beat anybody on any given day. Um, that's number two. But third and foremost, sometimes this is the best thing to do. Sometimes losing is going to help you in the long run because now they they have to really pay attention to the Clippers. They have to really prepare themselves to play the Clippers potentially in the playoffs, and they're going to have stuff to go back on. What do we do wrong? Because when you beat a team, like when Contrail referenced, when the Bulls were good when we were younger in high school, when they used to beat the Heat, it would be like, it's just like you kind of get on your high horse a little bit when you think mm-hmm. you can really fuck with them. But in, in retrospect, you can't. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'd rather my team personally, I'd rather my team going there feeling like they have to come with it. I don't want my team coming yeah, there feeling definitely. like we already beat this team three times. We take it lightly. <clears throat> and then you get your ass bust 4-1 in mm-hmm. the series. And I'm not saying the Clippers are going to have that mass state, but it just gives the, the, the Lakers yeah. another, so they don't think they're perfect. Yeah, another example is just how the Bucks were last season. With, with basically, they were blowing yeah. out everybody. Mm-hmm. But when it came to playoff time and they had the, those crunch time games, games where they had to actually work for it, they didn't really know what to do. Yeah, yeah. so I would take that into consideration. Uh, it gives y'all team something to, to improve on. Because when you're the best, like Mike referenced the Bucks, it's hard to find the flaws. So anytime you can lose to another contender team or a team can embarrass you, it just gives you that humility that I think every team needs. That's why when it comes to college basketball, I like when a when a young team early on gets upset. I don't I don't I wouldn't want my favorite college team to go into the tournament undefeated because they don't know they don't know uh, adversity. Yep. So let them lose. Let them get the taste of what losing feels like. Let them feel the crunch situation where they do something wrong and we have something to reference. So it's like, listen, remember Christmas Day, y'all, when we let – don't take this team lightly because we we up seven at halftime and Paul George ain't having a good game because we remember on Christmas that Kawhi himself is enough to fuck us up. So – and it, I don't know. What's up with this Kyle Kuzma shit? Is he going to be there? Do y'all want him traded? Is he causing drama? They talking about his trainers. I got the story right here. It says Kyle Kuzma's trainer is sending out uh, – I don't know who fucks wrote this, but Kyle Kuzma trainer sending out <laughs> LeBron isn't working hard and is scared of Kawhi. Kuzma tweets out, call a spade a spade, coincidentally around the time that this all happened. 
And basically, I don't know if I need to read it, but it says, watching Kawhi highlights from yesterday, nobody wants to speak on how sharp his skill set is compared to the bronze. It's clear who's really in the lab and who isn't. Let me hear the excuse since I'm on vacation. I got nothing but time. And then he says, on another picture of LeBron and Kawhi, it says, turn on the film. Uh, turn the film on somebody was dot. This I hate when people can't fucking write regular <laughs> sentences. Turn the film on. Somebody was dodging smoke yesterday, and it wasn't Kawhi. He has no periods or commas in his, <laughs> you know, sentences. So you know I what's crazy? What's I agree with what he's saying. Like Kawhi is more sharp. Doesn't make him better. But, like, Kawhi gets to his mid-range shot, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Because he was in the lab probably every day for 12 hours learning well, that shot. He's also a robot. So yes, that's what <laughs> Right, he's yeah. And LeBron is more of a force of nature where, like, he's going to use his body to get past you and stuff like that. I, so I understand what he's saying, but that doesn't mean LeBron wasn't in the lab, too. You I know what I'm saying? I agree, and I also disagree. The re- the, what I do agree on is that right now that is what Kawhi do. But there was a time in LeBron's career when he was younger where he had that. In Miami, LeBron had a season bro, where he went to his spot really and he fucking it's, dominated. That's what it seems like people be forgetting. Yes, he's in year 17, but it's like they forget that he doesn't age, too. Like, he's not the same well, he, body. He, he is aging be. because yeah. the old LeBron will go to his spots like Kawhi, but this right. LeBron shot 12 threes right. tonight. The, old, the, the old LeBron, LeBron also... Pushed Patrick Beverly off his fight and got his own shot off. So yeah. I'm saying we're so we see him as ages because he still performs. He's still top three. But there's you know? little things where if you right, really see, like you just said, there's gaps in his game. There's so, gaps in his game that are starting to come about because of his age. And so, then yo, old LeBron never had no damn groin injuries. No, you know, back to back seasons. That's yeah. that's that's when he was a robot. But yeah, he came, mm-hmm. back to, he came back to earth. So uh, that that's just my my disagreement. I think LeBron has the skill, but I think. First of all, what they're asking of him, they're, y'all Lakers are playing him like he's in year eight instead of yeah. year seventeen. Yeah, because how many? Let me look at how many minutes per game he's playing because he's still playing an extreme yeah. amount of minutes, even though you know y'all are still winning games. But the problem is y'all aren't. We don't blow teams. You're out. right. Y'all yeah. aren't on the Bucks level where y'all no, are by twenty going out. into the fourth. So he's averaging thirty five minutes per game, which is the same as last year. He's basically averaging. You know what? That is a career low. In minutes per game, 35 is a career low. That's good. But it's only by like 0.2 points. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's probably because they, they just spread it out with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit the reason more. I said that they would treat him like that is based off what he's doing. He's the actual point guard. Yeah. So he's trying to get that, everybody involved. He's, that idea seems so cool that had LeBron at PG. But it's just like having those guards pester him, bringing the ball. Like the good teams, they pester him as he's bringing the ball up. They make it harder for him to just get initiate the offense. Like... He's not. He's not built for that type of stuff no more. Like he's yeah. not built to be world, dominating the ball. I'm not saying this is for y'all team right. structure, but I always picture LeBron controlling the offense, but kind of like Sabonis, where it's like off the elbow. Mm-hmm. Not like being literally the point guard, like right, uh, like some I, Chris Paul type stuff. Like yeah, yeah just get on it, that. It's very hard because it's so weird. Like he is a. Uh, basically a point guard. He's a 6'8 yeah. point guard, but I just his body always, makes him... 
That's how we used to play. Like, he used to play from the block and from the elbow. And right, like, and I know the game is a little different, but yeah. I just always picture, like, older LeBron kind of being like Carl Malone in the sense of, like, he's strong as hell. He's going to put him in, in, yeah. in areas where he's going to be on the elbow and on the mm-hmm. block, and he's just going to control the right. game from there. And that situation is so different against the Clippers if we're down two and we can get LeBron on, on somewhere, like, in the post mm-hmm. rather than him trying to create his own three. Yeah. So, but um, it's just you get you really got to put him in the right spot. This whole Kyle Kuzma thing could have been nothing if he just stopped fucking tweeting. Yeah, if, <laughs> if your trainer says something, that means nothing because your trainer's not you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm sure that trainer also works with other NBA players yeah. as well. He's not exclusively to uh, Kyle Kuzma, and if he is, then Kyle Kuzma need a new trainer because. His training ain't really working like that. Yeah, and it just turns it into something when you say call a spade a spade. And then he also deleted that tweet and mm-hmm. then tweeted right after TikTok is lit, trying to avoid, you know, trying to avert the, <laughs> the attention to something else. Like, come on, Cools. Come I on, just, Cools. I, I just, I don't know. Cools has already been disappointing performance wise. I know he had the injuries or whatever, but it's just, he does a lot of distracting shit yeah. for a guy who's not. <clears throat> I was gonna say it's not that, that's, yeah. this is not the type of attention you want to bring to this team. He wearing a yeah. dumbass clothes before the games. He's on fucking Instagram listening to fucking music. This like, is the guy y'all wanted to keep on this big old trade package. Y'all y'all did everything in y'all power to keep Cal Kuzma. He and though a, he he's all right, yeah, he just ain't the third piece that maybe y'all thought he could have been off that bench. He was the one man maybe. that they said was untouchable. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he, he's from, still damn from, good. From a he's sense, still I damn good. Why he's they, I see why they made the decision they made from a certain sense. Yeah, because, yeah like fit wise. Out of all of them, he's the best. He doesn't one to need fit. the ball. Then to I, actually number two. Put it's like we're making him untouchable because y'all got us fucked up. If y'all think y'all getting all of them, yeah, true. Y'all not about to leave here with Zoe Hart Kuzma. Um, Ingram Ingram And a and draft pick. pick Y'all got us fucked up <laughs> So But yeah But what is Cal Kuzma's trade value? At this point man. Not very high You don't think at, it's not high? At least for what the Lakers would want You gotta yeah, think about the wanna, salary cap mm, yep. okay, yeah, And the holes they have yeah, in their roster Right They want another stretch for Essentially We'll give y'all, y'all Marcus Morris the money don't match. Marcus Morris makes fifteen yeah, million. They would have to throw in another true. player. That's why he's. That's why Kyle Kuzma is a luxury too because of that contract. He's still on that lit ass second round pick contract. Yeah, you would have to trade him for somebody making less than three million base, unless you throw in Boogie, which he's also making three million. So now you got to trade him for somebody that's making six million. And it's not many players in the league that are making six million that can come we, in and make we, an we would always say, "Hey, put Kyle Pope, but he got a no trade clause. No trade clause. He said, <laughs> "I'm gonna make it for life, baby. Retire my jersey." That's crazy. Uh, that's enough Lakers talk. That's enough Lakers talk. That's um, crazy. Is there another game from Christmas that, that y'all want to talk about? Oh, the Bucks, the, the 76ers Bucks, mm-hmm. And it's not really that much to talk about because it was a blowout. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. super entertaining. But we did get to see Giannis's worst game of his season so far. By Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid just completely mm-hmm. clapped Started him Started off with guarding him. Yes. Which I, I thought was a good idea. And then, then they come out the next day and lose to the goddamn Magic. Magic yeah. So I want to get them a lot of love. They were close to being my team of the week, but then they lose to the Magic in a game they should not lose. And then what I do a lot is after a game like this, win or lose, so I did the same thing when they won against the Bucks. is go to that specific team subreddit and see what the diehard fans of that organization is saying about the game or the performance mm-hmm. or whatever and a lot of people and i say this because this this tweet i'm not this um reddit post got a lot of upvotes over there are disappointed in the al horford signing paid him a lot of money and though he's paid still a lot of money uh, he's very he's <laughs> still impactful they think that his impact has diminished from at least just last year or two years ago mm-hmm. do y'all feel the same way mm-hmm. after watching them on christmas or maybe you did watch that or i think it's possible but I, 
it could be a reasoning is because Joel Embiid is kind of next to him, so he's taking away some of those responsibilities that mm-hmm. Al Horford you would see with him. Bro, that that game, um, they almost had a goddamn comeback against the Orlando Magic. They were like down by seven with a minute left. Joel Embiid hit two crazy threes. Ben Simmons got a steal, all of that, and then Markel missed two free throws, and then Evan Fournier missed the free throws. The Orlando Magic almost gave that game away, but they still are one of those teams that plays to their competition. They go against the Miami Heat, they battle into the end of days, and they may end up losing the winning. Then they go against the Bucks, they blow out the best team in basketball. They go against the Orlando Magic, and they play worse than the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're an inconsistent team for sure. Uh, I kind of like the idea of Al Horford, especially when it comes to playoff times. And, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of why they gave him a big contract because they know he's going to be that valuable piece in the playoffs. But that's the reason I will say to fans, I can't be mad at them for being mad because even when they signed him, we all came on the show and was like, that's a good signing. But but, that's a lot of money. But that's that's a lot of money for a lot of years on a guy that's kind of already older. So it's like, ugh. I understand why you do it because yeah. he could swing you to a championship. He could. But if he doesn't, then you're looking at that contract like, fuck. And it's not tradable. I don't think anybody's going to want that contract. Yeah, especially because he was already 34. He's got a three year contract or something like that. Like, it is a big and long deal. And, uh, well, and if he doesn't help you win a championship in the next two years, you're looking back on it like, man, maybe we should have gave this money to. I don't know. Somebody Spread else. Get it around. Yeah. Some shooters on one year deals or some shit like get a, that. Get a st- literally just signed a stretch four. But, um, yeah, they just, they're just a team that's just inconsistent. So you have days where Tobias Harris looks like uh, one, uh, an all star. Like yeah. he did on Christmas. Like, like Christmas, Christmas is amazing. And one game, he's seven points and he's mm-hmm. non existent. And Ben Simmons is looking like, you know, the next coming of. Magic Johnson, LeBron James. His then defense is so like goddamn good, man. Michael Carter Williams. Then Joe <laughs> yeah. like a, a King Elijah Then he has an upper respiratory system uh, infection. <laughs> and then, you know, Josh Richardson is kind of just Josh Richardson. He's just there a lot he of has times. games where he doesn't score, but yeah. he always kind of brings the same thing. But yeah, that's just their team, bro. They're just that's just their team. And then tonight they go against the Heat again, so it's, it's another great game. And, and he had a nice win against the, the Pacers yesterday. I like that game. Uh, one one point win. Sabonis yeah. and Bam went up against each other. Bam mm-hmm. did his thing. Sabonis, B- yeah, B- um, had eight and seven. Yeah, he clamped. He clamped up. He really uh, did. But yeah, Bam, Bam been doing his thing. thing. And uh, I was about to say that I love that team because everybody plays for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. watch that last play, Jimmy Butler's the one that's trying to get up that offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. So Bam could get the ball and kick it out to Dragic for that layup. He said in an interview a few days ago, like, if him taking zero shots means that we win games, I'll take zero shot- shots. Yeah. He had a game like, where he recently took just three shots, but and, he had like yeah. eight assists. Last night, he hit like two shots, but he had like 25 points because he was just getting to the free throw line at will. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. we talk about James right. Harden free throws. That's, that's a team I always like too. to check their box score because they could put up you know, 100 plus points, but it's not going to be Jimmy Butler with four. It's going to be several people in double digits. Every time. Just, like, I got to see if Tyler Hero got off. I got to see what Jimmy Butler did. And the la- last night, did. Tyler Hero did. He had 10, 9, and 4, but very impactful. Some good defense. He had a, the lobs that went viral. And then Duncan Robinson had his 18. Kendrick Nunn had 17. Goran Dragic at the game winner and ended up with 14. Bam, yeah. did his thing. Jimmy so like, Butler actually tied for third amount of shots last night. Dragic and Nunn at 14. Then mm-hmm. Hero at 11. Duncan Robinson at 11. Then Jimmy at 11. Bam at 10. They do a good job spreading that ball around. Yeah, that's Even back- Derrick Jones Jr. had 9. 
Back-to-back wins against good teams. They beat the Jazz a That's few nights for the before. Pacers, though, that they couldn't get that rebound. Because they get that rebound and say they get fouled and they oh, make yeah. that two-point day up three yeah. at that point. That's, yeah, it's good. I, no, it's, if I'm the Pacers, I wouldn't panic anyway. They, they still don't have their great. guy. Yeah, they're still looking great. They're one game away from being a four seed instead of a six seed. So, like, they're, they're doing their thing. Um, a team that I want to briefly talk about before we take this first break is the Phoenix Suns. They catfished the hell out of us the first couple weeks of the season. Started off seven and four against good teams too. They beat like yeah. what? Um, they beat the Nuggets. They beat a couple good teams, and then the games that they did lose was like two point loss against the Lakers. Right. And we like, damn, Devin Booker and company. They finally, they finally put a team around Devin Booker that can be successful. And since then, they've had the worst rating in the league over the last twenty games. They're in a current eight game losing streak. And just last night, they lost to the Golden State Warriors. Shout out to them. We'll talk about them later. Mm-hmm. But like. Well, them and the Timberwolves. Yeah, both teams started off amazing. and They looked good. Terrible. I think these are the type of things that happen when you're a young team that especially doesn't have winning in its history at all. Like, you go on a losing streak like this, maybe all their heads are down and they start playing poorly. And it continues. But it's at the point now where, like, they got some vets in their squad. Yeah, they're not even that young no more. They got Rubio at PG. They got Baines. Aaron Baines. Dario Sarge has been, you know, playoffs multiple times. Um, Kelly Oubre is not... He's young, but he's, he's young. not super young. He's also got playoff experience too. When yeah, he's in with Washington. the Wizards. Why hasn't Aiden played? I don't. Uh, they said know. it was an injury. Damn, he got injured his first game back. I think it was an ankle sprain. I'll do a quick Google search. He played on the seventeenth and hasn't played since. Yep. Um. Oh my God, these articles are talking about <laughs> talking about trading his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. I nothing's yeah, popping it's up. His ankle, his yeah. ankle, okay. Tyler Johnson status and team morale. So yeah, um, That's I don't tragic. know. I was never really big on this team. I was happy that they were winning because I, I rock with Devin Booker, obviously. But it's just something about this team that's just not convincing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think they have they have guys, yeah. but they don't. But they only have one guy, which is Devin Booker. Um, DeAndre Ayton has missed a lot of the season, so it was good. So it was like I thought. Hey, this team is solid. They're doing good. They got some confidence, whatever. And they're doing this without Aiden. So when Aiden comes back, that's like a midseason trade to mm-hmm. rejuvenize y'all. And boom, y'all can kind of blink a playoff push. But that's what happens when it's like, it's not that they have young players, but they just have players that aren't it. Mm-hmm. Ricky yeah. Rubio ha- is going to give you stretches where it's like, oh, damn, Ricky doing his thing. But then he gives you stretches where it's like, what team does Ricky Rubio play mm-hmm. for again? It's like Kelly Oubre is like, a guy who this year has been real yeah, consistent. He's, yeah, he's, he's very, very consistent good. this year. Um, but he still isn't like a guy. Yeah. It's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Dario Sarek, his whole thing, his career, he's been up and down. Uh, Mikael Bridges and then Cameron Johnson, they're still in the young thing. Tyler Johnson is cool, but it's like he isn't cool enough for that contract. Um then uh, Baines has been uh, banged up a little bit because he's doing so much because there wasn't an Aiden. So it's just a lot going on. And now you have Aiden who finally is back after all of those games he missed. And now he instantly has an ankle injury. So it's just a lot of things going wrong at the wrong time. How far are they out of like a playoff? They spot? are like the 14th. They're, they're the 13th, 13th right now. So they are we hanging, three are and we a half games. On them? For the season, three and a half games is not that much, honestly. But then you have it's to, the sun, yeah. Though. But the Blazers are playing better. You know, better. The, sun, you know the, the Suns, Spurs are better. Uh, I think those teams above them 
I really like legitimately. I'm hanging my hat on them just because uh, it's been eight games in a row. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Derek said, the Blazers yeah. are not even. And just I think great we're teams, hitting that, that stretch too. of the season where teams are starting to figure themselves out. So they probably got took advantage of the, the teams that were kind of figuring themselves out and learning how to play with each other and everything and like that now, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, because yeah. we that rough patch at the beginning of the season always a little confusing yeah. to see what teams are going to do what. I was confused. I was thinking about this the other day. Why don't the Spurs ever just? When they're having these type of years, why don't they ever just like say fuck it and just get a high draft pick? You know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about that after our first break. So to answer your question, D-Mills, it's like against their DNA, right? They did it one time 20-plus years ago to get Tim Duncan, and that's all they needed, right? Because um, right now they're the ninth seed. They're 12 and 18. They're still not very good. Nope. Uh, but there's still hope. They're one game out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. A team of Greg Popovich coaching is never going to be like, you know what, let's let's just have a fire sale and trade everything away, especially in his old age. they like, we got one more ride with Pop, so we're not about to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though it probably makes sense to hit the reset button. They have young pieces already. Yeah. But maybe they can get more for LaMarcus, and I don't know if you get anything for DeMar DeRozan, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, when was the last time that team had like a generational type talent? They haven't had that in a long wow. time. Well, they never needed it. They either. had Kawhi. Well, yeah, Kawhi, but then now he's gone. But right. that, that's the point, though, is that they've went all of the time without having this quote-unquote generational player that you're talking about, this first overall pick guy, was still winning championships, still being one wait, of the wait, best wait. teams. We're not going to count Tim Duncan as generational? Yeah. yeah. yeah they, they, okay. they literally they hit, could have had two back-to-back generational talent. Oh, okay, carry okay. okay. my fault. My fault. Yeah, I understand. Okay. My fault. I guess I misinterpreted but that. But, yeah, it's like they were able to get – Guys, and I always feel like they was just a real good system. So, you know, you get you a guy like Tim Duncan, and you ratted out all of those years, and they never needed another first. Right, that's what I say. They've always been competitive. Yeah. They never needed Mono Ginobili. They never needed him. They like, usually hit their the draft. draft picks. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. hit their draft picks, and it's a system where we have our guys, and mm-hmm. we just build around these guys. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's been their process, and it's allowed them to be elite for the past two decades. So why would they change it now, especially with Greg Popovich? And even if you look at, like, the best teams in the league, they're not teams that bottomed out. Like, the Bucks built their team by drafting Giannis at 15th and then traded for Chris Middleton, then traded for Eric Bledsoe, then traded or oh, signed Brook Lopez. The Celtics didn't necessarily bottom out. They made a big-ass trade. They got them two picks that end up being top five. The Heat just bring in bad players and the make them good. The only team that got good <laughs> from that was the Warriors. When they drafted Clay, they drafted Steph. That that always came because they were garbage as hell. They went and got Harrison Barnes. <laughs> All those pieces became from them being garbage as hell. Their team was literally shit. They drafted that. They won a championship with that, and then they was able to flip that and to get Kevin Durant. I think that's a good ass case study, though. Does I mean that, that comes to the question: Does tanking work? Because all the teams that have been taken, like the Bulls have been taken for five, four years now, seem like the Cavs have been taken since LeBron the, left. The Bulls had to run. They had Joe, Joe Kim was homegrown. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. True. We, yeah, in the yeah in the early they 2000s, we just we put out ass yeah. teams every every night. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, does it result to championships? Championships, right. In that case, it, probably not. Because you have these big markets who's mm-hmm. always going to be able to put these three, these crazy teams together. Like the Bulls might have a ring if the Heat don't put the big three together. Yeah. They might have a they might have one. So I'm okay, let's just quickly go through history. The Toronto Raptors did not bottom out. They they built their team with fucking G League players making mm-hmm. signings and trades. The Warriors I don't you can control because they got Kawhi Leonard. How did they get Kawhi Leonard? By because making the trade. DeMar DeRozan was a 10th overall pick. 
But no, but being a 10th overall pick, that just mean you were bad. You weren't tanking necessarily. 10th overall pick is like bottom of the lottery, basically. So like you could still be a competitive team and get the 10th overall pick and then draft draft somebody that ends up being good and then trade in that good piece for a great piece. You know what I'm saying? When I think about tanking, I'm thinking about guys that's like bottom five. The bottom five teams are usually the tanking teams. Because even right now, let's say right now, the 10th overall pick right now would be the goddamn Bulls. And we're not tanking. we just ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So the Warriors, you can make a case see, for because they, they were putting out bad teams like Bino Udre and like yeah. the last couple months of the season. But is every team also tanking, though, or are they just bad? Some teams like the Sixers <laughs> yeah. was trying to. That was their whole right, thing. Was tanking. Right. When you just suck, there's nothing you can do about it. Like the mm-hmm. Knicks, I don't think we're trying to lose. Right. Right now, I don't think yeah. there's a team that's tanking yet. Like, usually it's like after the All-Star break, you start right. to realize that's when they start to tank. Mm-hmm. But this year, I wouldn't say any of these teams are tanking. Like, the worst team in the league is the Atlanta Hawks, and they, they they put, they're trying to win. They're trying to win. So, I don't know. It's confusing. I also think about, like, how often do we see somebody come in the draft and it's like, oh, this dude's going to be, like, a, a championship type dude that can lead me. That's there. the case study. Yeah. Do you want the, the number one pick? pick. Right. How many guys... Because the number one pick teams, has they, gotten you what you want it to be. Besides that, we're team. A lot of these dudes, they they're big players. They either been signed mm-hmm. or this like we know they've been they were drafted. Let's do that. Go. So I'm, I'm first overall pick. Zion has not played a single minute. DeAndre right. Aiden too early. Let's we gonna get rid of the, the last five picks because that yeah. it's still way early in Ben Simmons, Anthony Towns' career to be determining if the first overall pick already is off it. top. I only see one player who won a championship with a team that drafted him. And that's Kyrie Irving, and that's but Kyrie that, Irving. that wasn't even him leading. They, LeBron, no, LeBron, back, you know what I'm saying. Anthony Davis didn't do much for the Hornets as good as he is. John Wall, nothing. Blake Griffin couldn't get over the hump with the Mm -hmm. injuries. Derrick Rose was three games away from being in the finals. But again, Miami Heat team. The last one literally is LeBron James, but it took him his second stint to even do that. Another note to take away from this is just how how hard it is for – or actually just how impossible it is for one person to do it. Yes. Like, yeah. It doesn't take one Especially guy. a rookie. It's going to take multiple mm-hmm. draft picks and multiple signings for Keep you to going. get to a championship. Uh, so we so we had LeBron. That's a yes. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan is a yes, but he already had an infrastructure. They were a good team, right. and then they just kept building. Allen Iverson almost. He got to a finals. Elijah Wan. Shaq, Elijah Wan, David Robinson. They basically built that with him back from 89 or 87. Mm-hmm. But we could keep going back. It's so, probably like 10 oh, people. Over mm-hmm. the last three or so decades, only been like three. And, and some of these are like crazy things. Because it's like you said, LeBron counts, but that's second stint. Mm-hmm. Kyrie counts. That was with LeBron leading the way. So mm-hmm. outside of that, it's really like Tim. Even Tim Duncan, it's like he came in with infrastructure. Mm-hmm. He came in already. Then they was like, oh, so, Tanking isn't the answer for trying to get you eventually in a championship. Tanking is to get you back to being competitive. Right. Tanking tanking could get you to the point where the Lakers are. We're like, hey, we just had three back-to-back first of top five picks. We're going to trade all of that shit away to get Anthony Davis, who has potential to be a generational talent type dude. You know what I'm saying? But never do you have a team of three back-to-back-to-back lottery picks super high and be like, yes, this is that team. But see – that is, that is because that's how the Cavs won theirs. They traded Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. Kevin Love after um, LeBron came and then boom. The Lakers went out and signed LeBron James and then traded Lonzo, Ingram, mm-hmm. Hart to that get Anthony Davis. More like a LeBron James type thing because anywhere LeBron James Damn. go, he yeah. compete or he's going to be a championship. So let's look at the top five teams in NBA history. Mm-hmm. The Bulls from 95-96, right? They drafted Jordan number three. 
Um, they traded for Scottie Pippen on draft night. Tony Kukoc was a, a sign and, and stash. They signed Dennis Rodman, and they signed Ron Harper. So that's not tanking. Then we have the Steph Curry, um, Draymond, Kevin Durant team. They drafted well because even Draymond, not, that's not a tanking pick. Even Klay Thompson, they were 11th. Was was 11. That's not a tanking pick. The only reason pick. I put him in there is because they had three picks. Mm. They had three picks that mm. year they had him. They got Draymond, Clay, and Fessa Zeely. Shout out to Fessa Zeely. He had that one that part of that championship. He was with, impactful. And then yeah. that was it. Yeah. But even got him in the bag. This team, not a tanking team. I couldn't tell you about the goddamn 71-72 Lakers, but I would, <laughs> I, they got Will Chamberlain. The and Lakers oh, my all, God. Uh, Look at all these Hall of Famers. Will Chamberlain, Will Jerry Chamberlain, West, Jerry. Elgin Baylor, and Gail Goodrich, all Hall of Famers. Will Chamberlain is the only one that wasn't drafted by them, if I'm correct. 85-86 Boston Celtics. Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale. I don't know. I couldn't I tell you know. shit about that. I know and then they Johnson go to the 60s. All right. That, let's talk about the, the modern era. It's like, no, the tanking does not result to championships. It can get you good picks that you can trade away and eventually be good. That's somebody, somebody legit need to write like a, a good-ass thesis paper about this. They go really, really <laughs> in-depth with numbers and, and everything, and I'll read the fuck out of I'm that I'm about paper. to look up the history of pick number seven in an in, in NBA draft. Okay. And Shout the out to, uh, to Kirk three, Heinrich. The first three times, uh, the last three, seven picks yes. were up Bulls. And then we got Kirk Kobe Heinrich White, down there? Uh-huh. Wendell Carter, mm-hmm. Laurie. That ain't meant, meant nothing yet. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Kirk Heinrich is on here. Luol Deng is on here as well. Yes. Because they traded. So <laughs> All of them are Bulls <laughs> legends. You know what I'm saying? Steph Curry was drafted seventh. Yes, he was. Uh, Harrison Barnes was drafted seventh. So that those are two pieces of that Golden State Warriors championship thing. So it's, it's, Jamal Murray is not. You know what I'm thinking about now? Now that you mentioned Harrison Barnes, the last month or two, what's, what year was that? 2012. I'm going to look up their schedule. 2012, the last month or two, they were putting out terrible, terrible rosters because if they didn't fall in the top eight or nine, their pick was going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So they started to tank. So they kept that pick that ended up being Harrison Barnes. White chocolate was a seventh overall pick. Oh, look at this. Look how many losses they got in the last couple months of the season. They got one, two, three, four, five total wins in the last two months of the season because they start putting out terrible-ass teams. We need that pick, baby. I'm going to read y'all their starting lineup in this game. They had um, Clay Thompson, Darrell Wright, Jeremy Tyler, Charles Jenkins, and Mickey Gladness. Do y'all know who Mickey Gladness is? No, but I know <laughs> Darrell Wright had that strap on him. Yeah, I know Facts everybody does. Charles Jenkins. Jeremy Tyler used to play for the Yeah, Knicks. Jeremy Tyler. Yeah, his name sounds familiar. Like, this is the team they were running out because... Oh, bro, I definitely know him. I've definitely <laughs> seen him before on 2K. I've seen him before on 2K. Alabama yeah, and them. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's the type of stuff they were doing, so they kept that pick that ended up being Harrison You do what Barnes. you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. And they were getting their ass blown out. Lost by 21 to the to the good Spurs. Yeah, man. I think it's... A, I, I think... See, that number one pick is tough because when you get a number one pick mm-hmm. and you get a LeBron James type of guy, he's not going to give you enough time to suck more to go get him help. Mm-hmm. That team is automatically going to be a little bit more better in the next year. So, like like the Thunder was the best case scenario when you mm-hmm. get Durant, but you still suck, so you get Russell, you still suck, so you get hard. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then you, you found uh, Ibaka and shit like that, but even they didn't win it. That was the closest team, yes. right? Yeah. That tanking. Almost won them a championship. But also, it, Twice, actually. you saw it, LeBron. He, yeah. also, he took that team out. And then in 2013, if it wasn't for Patrick Beverly, maybe they win because he tears um, Russell Westbrook's Russell. meniscus and after they won 60 he games. He came back from then, and Durant had the broken foot. Yeah. So. Yep. 
So, like, it's so crazy that recently, like, Ben Simmons missed his rookie season, his technical rookie season. Markel did that. I'm just looking at first overall picks. Three out of the last four first overall picks ended up missing, like, huge chunk of their first season. And like, Zion, Zion Zion's is, on pace to yes. do it, too. Blake Griffin missed his. Blake Griffin, Greg too. Greg Oden missed his. Remember Greg Oden was hurt? He missed his whole career. Is that a career now? If you missed the whole thing? Shit. Shout out to Greg Oden, man. But yeah, he recently started doing podcasts and everything, too. Great. So it's Greg Oden, Blake Griffin. Ben Simmons, Markel, Zion. How many games did Anthony Bennett play that rookie year? <laughs> Let's take a look. Anthony Bennett ended up playing 52 games his rookie season. He was averaged four season? points per game. Was that the, I don't think that was a lot. No, I don't think it's a lot. Uh-uh. It's just like they were ass. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what he was ass. Four points per game is the first overall pick. Is That's got to be the lowest yeah. ever. For the yeah. first overall pick that wasn't like injured or drafting stats, whatever, first overall pick. He's not in the league in four you, years. I don't understand how you get four points like as a, a number. Wouldn't you be getting hella shots? Yes. Wasn't he, supposed to, wasn't he supposed to be getting minutes on the Rockets? Whatever. They released nah, him. They, they released him. They released him. And now they got Chris Clemens. Uh, but shit, in the G League, let me read y'all's G League stats. 2016-2017 average 18 points per game. You know how y'all just say he's supposed to be in shots? Yeah. Technically, he wasn't, though. Because he had Kyrie, Dion, Waiters. Tristan Thompson, yeah, but he they, he they new guy. He gotta he gotta earn some of he that. He wasn't finna come and shoot over uh, Dion. And you know what's Harry. crazy? They this team almost made the playoffs. They were the tenth seed. They were five games out of it. That, go to that roster. I guarantee that roster had Alonzo G on it. I guarantee. Y'all remember him? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yep, so he is. Sixty five games played for them. Oh, Alonzo G used to be a hooper. Yeah. Too. Oh, they had Luau Dang for half a season. That was after the uh, Bynum trade. C J. Oh. Miles, Jared Jack. Mm. Verjao, Tyler Zeller was hooping with them. Spencer Earl, Hawes, Earl Spencer Hawes type center would this be decent in today's game. Almost made the playoffs. That's crazy to me. That team looks terrible. That just shows you how bad the East was. Yeah, the Nick- with thirty three games. Them. Look who above them. The Chicago Bulls. Nah. Oh, the New York Knicks. We almost made it with the nine seed, man. <laughs> that was one game out of the playoffs. That's that crazy. Let's take a look. They could have had their chance if they had is their new the tournament rules. Year? This is. Carmelo, uh, Jr., uh, Bargnani, Amari, it, Tim Hardaway. Is this when Melo was hurt? No, he played 77. Yeah. 77. They had Meta World Peace. Meta, yep. Jeremy Tyler. They go Jeremy, Jeremy Tyler. Tyler. He been everywhere. Yeah, Earl Clark. Earl Clark. Shout out to Earl Clark. Pablo hey. Frigioni. Hey. Oldest rookie in NBA history, hey. basically. Kwame Brown, rookie year, 4.5 points, 57 game played. That was Michael Jordan's fault, though. <laughs> Michael Jordan had that boy shitting his pants going to practice. Yeah, that's a really good case study. I can say, I could definitely say that would be a really good case study. Um, what else was? What else is going on around? Oh, we actually had our first official trade since the Russell Westbrook trade, and that was Jordan Clarkson being sent to Utah for Dante, Dante Exum in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, decent trade for both sides, scoring yeah, for like for it. Utah, and yeah. then another I get younger to see piece. My boy Jordan Clarkson in another uniform playing some meaningful basketball again. He that's, looked that's good against Portland. Uh, Everybody look good against Portland. Random news. We look good against Portland, too. <laughs> Random shit. Um, Deion Waiters, the Heat wants to uh, reintegrate him into the rotation. I've never so seen crazy. somebody get a thousand chances like that. That's so crazy. Um, Dwayne Devin wants out of Sacramento. Yes, that's, um, that's He wants to be. compete, I guess. I, Mavericks, I Mavericks, Mavericks. Mavericks, Mavericks, Mavericks. Um, there was a clip that went around Twitter. It didn't have a lot of retweets, but, like, you know, they went to that double overtime game a few nights ago. 
And he was put in the game in that double overtime, like the last three seconds, to just guard the inbounder. And he was mad as fuck about not getting no PT into the second overtime just to stand with his hands up. And then, man? Yeah, and then that, the next morning, that's when the trade request came out from Shams. Shams. Um, teams are eyeing Dennis Smith Jr., so he'll probably be most right. He said he wanted out too, right? I didn't hear that. I didn't hear him say that. I'm going um, to go back to that article. I thought that's what I read from Shams again. Um, Zach Randolph is retired. Oh, yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, man. Shout out to Zach Randolph. Yeah, shout out to I didn't even know he was trying to come back into the league. Is it after his failed attempt to return? Yeah, it's just like he signed that contract with the Kings. The Kings. He did. Oh, no, was he traded there? Yeah, he signed the contract. He signed the contract and then never showed up. Amari Stoudemire is also trying to come back. Yes, yeah. he is. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's gonna he gonna sound like the Rockets or something like that. Okay, let me. It says rival teams believe that Dennis Smith Jr. prefers to move from the Knicks. So it wasn't him saying that; it's the other teams thinking that he wants. I him. would think that too. Yeah, it, would, it, it makes sense. Like that. It does make sense. Um, Popovich called Luca B. Said it's not Magic Johnson, but it's Magic Johnson like in the sense that he sees the floor in the same way. That was real dope. Um, who's Who's uh, the biggest podcast legend y'all could think of? Like sports podcast. Okay, that would be like Stephen A. Smith saying like the through the wire guys. You know they they are not they not at my level yet, but they they close to it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're getting praise from one of the greatest ever at his job. Yeah. So that's got to feel good. The Bucks have seven twenty five point wins this season. That's tied for second most in history before January. Um, what team had the before them? Twenty five points before January. Winning about twenty five points before January. The Miami Heat. With LeBron, nah, y'all ain't gonna guess this. It's Don't tell me from 1971. Oh hell, oh, no. hell no! It's the Bucks, the, oh, the old oh. Bucks team. Oh wait, okay. So that was kind of dope. Um, the Hornets and Thunder combined to shoot seven. I mean, to, combined to shoot twelve from seventy on three pointers last night. Mm-hmm. That is seventeen percent. You know, it's crazy. That game was still fun to watch too. And it's the worst combined percentage in an NBA game in NBA history. <laughs> <laughs> if you're the Hornets, are you feeling pretty good about your little foundation you got? Yes, hell yeah. yeah. If, it they actually looks like they, they have a direction for the first a, time. If they get yes. a player like Drummond, because right now they have, who, I don't even think Cody Zeller starts. Though. Bismack Biyombo starts. Bismack yeah. Biyombo starts. But if you can upgrade to Andre Drummond and have, have a nice some. little role, man, mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Yeah, because at first I was kind of like, why would he want to be that? But now I see like it actually has potential. Yeah. He don't want to go up the Packers anyway. Facts. There have been over two 2,400 games with at least 60 combined three-pointers attempted. Okay, whatever. That's crazy. Um... The uh, Brooklyn three-point percentage of 26%, 13 out of 50, was tied for the third lowest in NBA history by a team with at least 50 attempts in a the game. They 26% field goal percentage was the worst by any team since January 2012. Of the Nets, 21 made field goals. Only eight were from two-point range. Dinwiddie, Wilson Chandler, and DeAndre Jordan were only players to make more than one two-point shot. Julius Randle and Marcus Morris combined to outscore Brooklyn's entire starting five by themselves. So mm. shout out to the Knicks, baby. And then one thing I got right here is every team's signature moment of the decade. Don't do it. Huh? I got a video coming out later where I reacted to this list. <laughs> <laughs> we still got to do players of the week, too. I'm going to just go to I want to see my team. I know your team is, you're going to be like, what the fuck? That's our best, mo- that's our signature <laughs> moment. Because that's what I said. I said on the video, I have to bleep it out. Because, you know, we fan friendly on the uh, KOT4Q channel. I'm like, that's what they, that's what you consider the most signature moment in the Knicks decade. It's kind of sad. What it, I'm curious now. What is it? The Bargnani trade. <sighs> Come on. Lincinity or inexplicable self sabotage? That was the question that he answered answering when reviewing the past decade. I would have gave it to Lincinity. 
I think yeah. that was a crazy, what, two, three weeks of NBA. Not even just for the Knicks. It's like of the NBA in general. Yeah. It came in a period of unnecessary turmoil. It messed up a good thing. Yeah, they just did a dumbass up. trade, apparently. Oh, uh, well, you know, anybody, everybody going to take their chance to shit on it. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I was talking about because I was just re- I read that article this morning about the uh, Russell Westbrook torn meniscus. Because what is this article, bro? What is this article? It's not even. It's not the best moment. It's not the worst moment. But for that, for example, for that article, signature moment. signature yeah, moment. Okay. So if Patrick Beverly doesn't tear Russell Westbrook's meniscus, they could potentially win a championship. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. Sometimes it is like a very good thing, or sometimes it could be a very bad thing. But something that could potentially change the your Hawks franchise. Five Eastern Conference Player of the Month. That is that was. But I think that was the first time it happened in history, though. So that's why that's kind of significant, even though it did not matter this whatsoever. Boston Isaiah Thomas arrival. Do y'all want to? Who's going to throw out their play of the week? I, play I had week. Kawhi Leonard. Give us your reasons behind Kawhi. That big Christmas game. Okay. Yeah, and I think they are undefeated this week too. So that's a that's a good pick. He averaged like thirty points per game. I looked him up. Oh, I knew somebody's probably gonna bring him. Who you got, Mike? I got Bam Metabio for my player of the week. He's been who've been doing a little bit of everything. Facts. Can guard one through five. Facts. Man, amazing. My player of the week is Jalen Brown. I re- recently throughout the season I got him in. I'm becoming a Jalen Brown fan. Mm-hmm. Not that I hated no, him before. Uh, we like, were talking you know, about this. We were talking about the Celtics yesterday because he was like they both had whatever they had like thirty, 30 each. Yeah, and I'm like they they really be hooping out there, and I think Kemba Walker is like the perfect mix for them because mm-hmm. I don't think that happens if Kyrie's still there. Mm-hmm. I no. think Kemba Walker he knows when to step in, but if they roll it, he gonna let them roll. That's kind of frustrating for a fantasy owner though, because some days you'd be like, come on, Kemba, six shots, bro, six he of them. On, I'm pretty You're sure so good. He was on. No, I had Kyrie on my team, but yeah, having somebody who's not going to do it every night. That's got to suck. But it also helps them as a team. It does. It does. Yeah. A, you letting these young guys develop more, and mm. you're still winning games. So why, yep. why not? Why not? He's just happy to win. I, I just yeah. I feel him. I that. would feel him that after all those years in Charlotte, I would feel him too. Yeah, I want to see what he does in the playoffs because he's been there, what, t- once or twice? Yeah, but it's not all on his shoulders now. So yeah, exactly. That's defense. what I'm saying. Yeah. I know he clutch enough to hit the I big shots when he needed a time where I was like, man, Hornets got this with Kemba in a playoff. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> we knew that shit Even in the regular over, season, yeah. I ain't even really think that. Uh, what about you, Pete? Your player of the week? Uh, give me D'Angelo Russell. He's on my list, too. I believe mm-hmm. they're undefeated this yep, week. They are. Four-game nice streak. He's been hooping and doing his thing. I couldn't believe they beat the Rockets on Christmas. That shit was crazy. I didn't even watch the damn game. They, I beat just them by six, they beat them by 16. Maybe it's more than just – it's like – a superstition type of thing with the Rockets. They just can't beat them. They can't beat them. They just can't beat them. Maybe it's something it's with Steve Curry. No, it's Steve Curry. <laughs> is this Steve, Steve Curry? <laughs> he coaches well against James Harden. I think he shot one free throw the whole night, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look that up because I think he shot that's one free throw. If that, I think that's what they that's did. A crazy to, maybe that's the key to beating the Rockets. No, James it was Harden like has the lowest amount of free throws he shot since college and NBA. That's not like one. That sounds that like an L coming. Yeah. Team of the weeks. Bucks. The Warriors, bro. I, I, I'm so tired of the fucking Bucks being in it. <laughs> like, this is not what this shit was created for. I'm kind of sick of the play of the week. Uh, shit, to be honest with you, one, one, one. It was one free throw. He was zero for one. That's crazy. He, oh, shit. he missed it. it Turn the two K rating for the second <laughs> in, t- in 2020. We're coming with player of the weeks, but they're not going to be stars. <laughs> but it's hard to do that because the star can deserve the player of the week award. Yeah, but. There's been times where we've done this shit mm-hmm. and a, the star player d- 
not to say he didn't deserve it, but there was a low key underrated player who kind of like like Evan Fournier that one that he was averaging twenty eight exactly. He didn't get Evan like, Fournier been hooping all week. Forget forget <laughs> not even winning it, but he didn't really even get shit of the votes because people just see the name there, yeah. and they just go. So it's like. We we're not, we didn't create our shit to be mainstream. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to be like the typical answer. So it's like I'm sick of putting in real work to really like see who really doing anything, and it's like they just gonna go with the team. It's like the easiest answer is the Bucks because it's like oh shit the Bucks they, they lost on Christmas kill. yeah, and it's like oh but it's the Bucks, and then it's like people don't really watch it, so they just we post the shit. and they just complain about mm-hmm. shit because they wasn't watching. They don't watch the episodes. They're barely watching the games. Um. The Rockets won team of the week one time, but they had lost two games as well. But they beat the Clippers, and they beat somebody else. And it was a good-ass game, so we just thought they deserved to be voted for. And the fans voted for them to win. We're, it's not about who was undefeated. I don't give a fuck of a team. You, you go undefeated the week, but you beat the fucking Knicks and the Hawks and the, the Cavs. Are you really the team of the week because you're undefeated? Or can a team like... The the Pacers win it even though they lost one game, but then they beat the Bucks and then they beat the Lakers. So people just going off like you know, little, just like little shit that don't even matter. So it's just like, did I, somebody pick the Warriors? I would pick the Warriors. No, no, no. no. Mike is saying, pick, Mike, no, I pick the Warriors. I'm not oh. saying anything is wrong with your pick. I'm just saying for the fans, um, they need to like actually stop going with like, oh, Giannis, he's better than everybody in here. So let's pick him. It's just like, it's, but as long as we keep providing Giannis to people, then it's gonna be like you know. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go Warriors too. Shit, they suck, and they've been on they, a four-game four four game game. <laughs> They beat the Rockets. They beat the Rockets. Actually, I'm going to go with the – who hasn't won? Who hasn't won? The Pelicans. They're on a two-game streak, and – It'd be hard to give it to that Pelicans. But they beat bro. they beat the Trailblazers, be and they beat the Nuggets. The Those are two good wins this week. But but again, if the Bucks are in it, people aren't going to say anything about the Pelicans doing it. It's going to be like, it's the Pelicans. They got – they didn't even get 15 wins yet. They got nine <laughs> wins. How could they be a team of the week? Yeah, that shit just get exhausting, bro. You got people making edits and all the shit just for people to pick the same shit. Fuck out of here. I didn't even want to do this shit this week. <laughs> Damn, people complaining when y'all pick the players. We just we just put the names out. Y'all vote. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, how did how did the how did the Celtics not win? Motherfuckers, you didn't vote. The fuck. That was a team that I'm looking at too. The Celtics had a hell of a. They were on a five game win streak. Mm-hmm. They had an impressive ass Christmas Day win. They did. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown been hooping. They just had thirty apiece the uh, other day that they played. So they got that ball out. My Give me team. the Celtics over the Bucks. I'm gonna go with the Thunder. <clears throat> they were two and one this week. They, yep. Yeah, they, had they beat the Clippers and then they beat the Hornets team last night. Mm-hmm. And Mike said he got the the Warriors, Warriors. four game win streak. Good game on Christmas. Um, Steve Curry doing like, like a hang in there and wait for <laughs> Stephen Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry to come back. Hey, they only hey. what five games behind the AC. It's possible, they but they got nine wins. <laughs> they total. got nine. Total. <laughs> they got nine wins total. So they got to win almost half the games they already won. <laughs> give, give me the Pelicans. The, the, the Nuggets are the second seed in the West, and they beat them. Yeah. So, bro, Steve Curry been going crazy in these uh, interviews. It's like we he said we had a lousy season, so of course my guy's gonna celebrate. Give us a technical if you think they're doing too much or something like that. <laughs> like yeah, Glenn Robinson had some crazy. He had a stretch where he was just hitting out every three. Cat Bowman caught a body. Uh, D'Angelo Russell ain't shoot the three ball great, but he's hitting. Draymond Green hit some big ass shots this yes. week. So yeah, I hope they do win. I would vote for them too, but I just want the so that we didn't have three teams or two teams. They deserve the the team of the week if you ask me. Um, thank y'all so much. Take y'all time with voting, please. Do some research. 
the voting be put up. What's today? Saturday. The voting polls are usually up Saturday or Sunday. We don't announce till like Monday. It's never no need to rush. If you need to take two minutes out of your day to be like, oh, why is is this guy actually have a good? Week? And then you know, but um. Yeah. Next episode. Next episode is about to be a a big one. It's a special. We're doing a a decade, decade, end of the decade draft. We're drafting teams individually to see who can put together the best team from the decade. Should be a fire one. So be looking out for that one in a couple days. But other than that, we out. Peace.